Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. With Donovan Bailey. Hello again, everyone out there. This is another episode of Running Things with Donovan Bailey. And I, of course, am Simon Jane, the co-host. And sitting across from me is the aforementioned Donovan Bailey. Welcome. How are you, my friend? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's, uh, you know, great weather in Toronto. Great uh, weather in here, yes. Great weather. So I can't, I can't really complain. I'm getting out to the golf course and, and, um, and playing some decent golf. And, and of course, uh, you know, the Olympics is wound down. I mean, the Paralympics is coming up, but uh, the Olympics is wound down. And, and uh, you know, I can't. There's no complaints. I, that's good. Especially if you're getting golfing in there. So, wait. Like, when a champion like you is just, like, rolling around a golf course, do, like, people, like, try to come at you and, like, you know, is it, do, do they make it a rivalry with you because they know that you're like a former champion in many ways? Well, I am a champion, Simon. There's no <laughs> former. You don't, you don't retire from it. Um, and uh, you know what? It's, it's amazing that people, they'll see me doing anything. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm playing, you know, a pool at my house and, or, you know, I'm meeting someone somewhere in the pool hall or I'm playing golf, or anything. I mean, there's always, I mean, I, I think that um, it is human nature for people to challenge you to competition. So uh, on the golf course, absolutely. I mean, you, you might have some guy that I'm crushing uh, in the game itself, but he's trying to outdrive me every hole, uh, you know? So <laughs> it, becomes, it, bec- it becomes tedious, but I understand. A lot of times I'm just out playing with my friends or uh, it's really a lot of times also in golf for me, it's a business meeting. I mean, you, you got to, you know, you get to spend time with uh, someone who you can discuss many topics, much like this podcast. You can discuss many topics uh, because you do have a lot of time uh, to break down uh, thoughts uh, and to get to a place where you can either agree or disagree. Uh, but yeah, uh, on the golf course, as, as, as per your question... <laughs> On the golf course, <laughs> it's definitely a place where when someone sees you or sees me in this case, uh, there is a level of competition. Uh, and when I'm done, they all, want, they all want to know what I shot. Right. So in many ways, your life is still a competition. Well, not for me, but I mean, it's certainly <laughs> for people, for people, it's still a competition. And, and you know, I don't mind it. If I, you know, if I, I'm very certain if I went to the gym 
uh, and I was just doing some sort of exercise, someone would try to outlift me, not knowing why I'm there. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's my life, really. I mean, I I find it fascinating sometimes when I, when, you know, when the competitions happen and I see people trying to be a rival uh, because it's, it's crazy. Again, it's human nature, but sometimes it's crazy that people on a whole don't really understand I did this for a living. So if I really was focused on something, I would crush them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense to me. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know when that happens for me too. <laughs> um, coming off a few um, big Olympic weeks, Olympics are now over, obviously, but um, we saw a hell of a game. So I think we both agree on that. Um, but the stories aren't over. We still have a couple of stories lingering around. Uh, the most, I guess, uh, let's go with um, scandalous would be uh, the British sprinter CJ Yuja, who has been suspended from competition after testing positive for a banned substance, um, one, on, one of many on the prohibited substance list. But unlike other sprinters who have recently come to light uh, with suspensions or um, this isn't uh, marijuana or something of that nature, this is an actual performance drug. Yeah, well, well, CJ Uja, I think that's how it's pronounced. But, Uja, but but yes, I think okay. so. But uh, that that's, uh, I mean, listen, CJ, I'll tell you this: um, the British kids are usually re- like they're good kids. I mean, uh, you know, I am as close to them as I am with the Canadian kids. Uh, and CJ uh, is an athlete that worked with one of uh, my coach Dan's protege in the UK. So. And, and so, uh, you know, from what I'm gathering, uh, yeah, he's devastated. And uh, this, you know, as I told uh, another friend of mine who's close with him, I said, this is certainly a time uh, where mental issues uh, needs to be, need, well, they, they, he needs to just be monitored because he, he's he's very sensitive kid. And it might have been something that he consumed uh, either in a food product or some sort of vitamin. Uh, I just have to wait and see, just like everyone else, uh, to find out what the results are. But uh, for all intents and purposes, I mean, I heard that. I heard about it. Uh, definitely always disappointed in negative news. Uh, but you also understand that if someone is not doing something intentional, they will serve their suspension and hopefully get back, uh, get back, to, get back to track. In this case... Uh, however, um, he got a silver medal. He got a silver medal in the four by one relay. Four by one relay, yeah. yeah. And and uh, and uh, we know that Canada got a bronze. We do. And and so uh, it, yeah, it would be really tough because a silver medal to a lot of these British kids uh, means um, sponsorship, competition, uh, income. Uh, it means a lot. Uh, so uh, you know, I'm sad uh, if that happens. Uh, but I guess in some ways, uh, I'd be happy to see Canada move up. Uh, but uh, I really have to see. I really have to see what it, what uh, what um, what comes of it. I, I mean, also, I think that the Canadian kids don't also also don't want to earn a silver medal. I was actually going to say yeah. everything that I've read about Andre and the boys is they they the, they really don't want to take anything that they feel they didn't earn. Well, yeah, it's this is hard work. Uh, training for track and field competing in track and field, making a living through track and field is an amazing and difficult way in professional sport, we'll say. 
And so, yeah, I, I just believe that Andre and Aaron and the rest of the guys, uh, they, they certainly want to earn uh, whatever medal they get. They want to earn it on the track. And so, I mean, again, we'll see what the, the politics of sports do and, and how that plays out. But for all intensive purposes, I know that the entire British squad, uh, I know a lot of those kids or I speak to people that they're coached by, just like I know um, the kids on the Canadian team and or the people that 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 um, that coach them. And yeah, they're, they're, it's just it's just sad that that happened with CJ. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always sad to see a scandal of this nature, but you always hope for the best. So we'll see, I guess. Um, and as we mentioned, the aforementioned uh, sprinter who also was suspended uh, earlier in the competition uh, for testing positive for cannabis. Uh, yeah. She has, uh, well, her name is Shikari Richardson. We spoke about her on the first episode of this show. Uh, she has served her suspension. Absolutely. So Absolutely. what does that mean for her now? Well, um, you know, for all those who don't know, so the sport of track and field, the professional sport of track and field, um, just like golf or tennis, uh, this continues. So um, there's, a, there's, a, there's actually been, since the Olympic Games, I think there's been two competitions uh, already, two professional competitions where athletes are getting paid, uh, you know, a hefty sum of money to compete. Uh, so this weekend coming up, uh, you know, at the location where the World Championships will be next year, Shakari Richardson, who was suspended, as, as, as you said, Simon, um, she was suspended uh, for, for, um, for the marijuana violation. Uh, she, is, she served her suspension, and she gets to take on the three medalists from Tokyo. So the Jamaican three, the three Jamaican women. <laughs> three Jamaicans. That she, that, 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 that she certainly planned on playing spoiler in Tokyo, she gets, to, she gets to compete with them against them this weekend in Oregon. So August 21st. So it will be, it, this will be a, a phenomenal race. I believe that all track and field fans or aficionados, this is the race that they thought uh, would have been the best race in Tokyo. We get to see it, but we get to see it uh, two weeks later. And man, it's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm saying to all uh, subscribers and fans of my podcast, please tune in, take a look, take a see, give me an opinion. Uh, it's going to be amazing. And I hope that we see something as spectacular as we saw in Tokyo with the three Jamaicans sweeping. And that's when this weekend? That's August 21st. So Saturday. Yes, Saturday. Saturday in Oregon. I guess that won't be on television in Canada. But Prefontaine absolutely will be. On, it, yeah, the Prefontaine will be on NBC. I'm very certain, and I believe that CBC will be carrying that. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay, so at least in North America, maybe around, probably around the world, I guess. As well. Yeah. In, one of the great things about track and field now there's streaming platforms, and I'm very certain in the 205 countries that track and field exists, <laughs> it will be in all of those countries. Unlike <laughs> any other sport, yeah. it will be. Everywhere, yeah. yes. Yeah, you're always going to be a proponent for track coverage. I, uh, I, uh, I, I'm not going to be able to ever shake you from that. That's I'm, for sure. I'm just stating the facts, Simon. At the end of the day, there's very little sports. There's very little. There is in a team sport. There's soccer. Uh, in an individual sport, there's track and field. There's nothing else that's even close. Can't argue that. So yeah, that's very true. So here we are. Um, 
I was gonna ask you. So I was gonna ask you. It's like a twofold question. So choose how to answer it how you how you see fit. I might. Okay. <laughs> so the games just ended, and you know, as you just said, there's already been two two meets and different events, and right. there's gonna be a third now on the on the 21st in or- in Oregon. Um, is this normal for an Olympic athlete? Like, I, I guess the way that we see it is when an, a spectacle takes place the size of the Olympics, when such a massive event takes place. I wonder if people think about what happens next. What happens to an athlete's life next? Like you just, you told us already on this podcast that the amount of preparation that it takes to get here is immense. The amount of planning that it takes to get here is immense. What happens after? Well, I, well, 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 one, I'm, I'm going to speak to what I do know. So I know that in the world of track and field, uh, there will be competition. So every single, especially medalist from the Olympic Games, uh, you know, or finalists from the Olympic Games. Uh, so everyone has probably have gone back to their home country or their home training base. And then they're off to, to competition. And it's, and it's going to be competition until late September uh, around the globe. And, and, and then, you know, if you want to continue competing uh, in October or November, you can actually go across to Australia and, uh, and New Zealand and compete over there. But post-Olympics just now, there's going to be competitions around the world. And, and uh, this is, these are professional competition. This is where, uh, you know, all of the athletes that you saw competing and you see them wearing uh, your favorite shoe, or in their case, their sponsored shoe, uh, you know, they are uh, going around competing in the events that they did at the Olympic Games or the events that they're known for or the events that they're good in. And this is where they go and make money. They make money because they too have mortgages and they too have uh, car payments or, or they too, have, well, I mean, maybe this is a little different because most of them are multi-year, multi-million dollar contracts for all, especially all the gold medalists. Uh, so there is competition uh, in track and field, you know, so any competition that you saw in track and field, it may be except for the decathlon, uh, there will be competition going forward. As far as the other sports are concerned, certainly uh, we know that uh, in tennis, there are competitions still. We know that in golf, there are competitions still. We know that you know, even professional basketball, you're going back to summer league. Uh, but obviously, we need to probably talk about some of the obscure sports. So, uh, you know, badminton, um, table tennis, uh, swimming, gymnastics. Yeah, uh, there, there's, there's competition, but it's definitely few and far between as opposed to some, as opposed to professional track and field, which is global. And there are events um, everywhere. Would, would, uh, would someone in, in a, in a, in a, in a sport that maybe wasn't as, uh, as popular as track, where would they, would they continue to keep training? Do they take a break? Like how is the body need a rest? There are some sports that the Olympics is the end all be all. So they get there and essentially there's the Olympics and then there's a the world championships and there might be a few competitions in between. So there are a lot of athletes that compete at the Olympic games right. and their season is over. So they get to go home and some of them maybe have regular jobs. They go back to that. Some of them go back uh, to their home base and they're resting because, I mean, it's exhausting uh, on all levels, uh, physically, mentally and psychologically to give your bo- take your body to a place that's never been, with, never been to before. So right. obviously it's going to leave the body flat, which simply means that you can't function in any one of those that I just mentioned. Right. right. So there's a lot of these athletes that will certainly go home rest 
uh, as I said, track and field, you're going directly into competition again if you choose to. Right. Uh, but there are certainly other sports. I mean, the Paralympics going on, so we're going to get to see, watch to see what the para athletes do. Uh, but there, yeah, there's certainly sports that will you'll take a break for the rest of the year and then start training again to get back into, you know, whether it's Taekwondo. I mean, you know, some there's, there's boxing. There's, there's a ton of there's a ton of other sports uh, that you'll take a break from. And then you'll start up again competing when the season starts again, most likely in 2022. We are just going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So my other question to follow up on that would be the experience after the Olympics are over for the last time. So, you know, much like any other sport in the world, there comes a time when you can no longer compete at that level, or maybe you, maybe you might not, you, you're already aware that you're not going to make the squad the year after because of young people coming up behind you or whatnot. Can you talk us, maybe take us through a little bit of your insight and your, your experience and maybe the bittersweet, uh, maybe the mental, you know, Maybe it's mentally tough to, to know that this is your last one. Or, I mean, you competed in so many games. You competed in so many tournaments around the world. It almost became probably like breathing for you. Well, it's another day at the office. I mean, I, and I think that's what your question is. It, all of this, another day at the office. So one of the things we spoke about earlier was competition. Right. Now, if you're, any, if you're an athlete or you're a person who believes in competition... And have competed. So even, again, it doesn't have to be just related to sport. If you are competing at the highest level, in my case, we'll talk about track and field where it's physically taxing on your body. You know that there's aches and pains and surgeries and pulled muscles and, in my case, blown Achilles and all of that. Uh, you know at some point that physically you cannot do it, right? I mean, a lot of those athletes that keep going on and on and on. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't really understand. I knew at some point that physically I could not compete anymore. And so that's when you have to, you have to make a decision, whether it's a transition back to business, uh, whether it's into coaching. Uh, in my case, it's, you know, business and broadcasting. Um, you know, so there is a lot of, there's a lot of this. Uh, there are, there's certainly athletes who, you know, you're, well, for, for one, in my case, my body's shut down. So it's, I mean, I blew my Achilles in, in, in 1998. 
I rehabbed it because I wanted to retire on the track. I didn't want an injury to do that. Uh, so I came back uh, because I wanted to finish my career in Edmonton. And in Edmonton in 2001, the, we, it was home. Uh, the world championships uh, was happening there. So I felt that was the best place. So basically I hung on for two seasons. Um, just to finish in Canada. Just to finish at home in Canada. Uh, you know, so I knew physically I could not do it. But there are definitely a lot of athletes that sometimes don't really understand that in order to get your body, uh, well, physically, mentally, and psychologically, to get your body and your entire being to compete at the highest level with the best people in that sport in the world, you have to be firing on all cylinders. And there's some athletes that just don't, don't understand that, don't believe that. You see those guys fade away. And, and, and there's a lot of times that, I mean, if I have conversations, I mean, I've certainly had conversations with some older athletes before. I mean, not lately, but because it's just, it's a young man's sport now or young person's sport now. Uh, but certainly I've had conversations with, with, with people that I thought were legendary in our sport and they, they were hanging on. And, and, and so I felt that, you know, you, you don't want to embarrass yourself. You want to make sure, like, it's not a team sport, right? It's not like, no, it's, it's, in, it's not like, like hockey or, 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 or basketball or baseball where if you're a legend, they can hide you in the starting line <laughs> and, 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 you know, someone, you can get out there and bunt and run the base right, right. and then come and sit on the bench. It doesn't work that way in track and field. If you go out and you're throwing the shot put and you're horrible and you come last, everyone's going to know. And if it's no different than, than the 100 meters, no different than the mile, it's no different than, you know, the relay. I mean, it's, it's no different than the pole vault. So, yeah, I mean, it's when you, you have to understand as an athlete uh, when it's at the end of the road and also understand um, your balance, which is the things that I teach with athletes who are, uh, you know, at the start of their career or in the middle of their career. You know, sometimes you're pursuing you know, just the medal, and it'll take you 10 years, 15 years just to do that. But at least understand what it is that you're doing and create some balance, uh, which is, you know, where, you know, I always talk about education. Uh, and education for me is not, it's not just about academics or academia of school. Surround yourself with people who are going to challenge you to be the better you. And, and to me, uh, that will always allow balance and it'll always allow athletes, especially, uh, to... To, to transform um, and, and to obviously segue from, you know, their, their sport of choice into, into society. Into a career. Well, well career, well, it's, it's, well, a lot of times they think sports is a career, uh, but at some point your body can shut down. At some point <laughs> yeah. you, you have, I mean, I had that popped Achilles and I'm like, oh, okay, it is now, I'm never going to be this guy, but what I'm, I'm never going to be the guy who can just, I can just switch it on. I'd get in a race, I would just switch it on. I'm like, oh, today I'm having a bad day. Or maybe I, I took one bad step and I'm like, all right, the next step will be great. Uh, yeah, but when your body, when you have a hamstring and back issues and quad and knees and back, yeah, it become, that becomes a problem. You only have one body. You got to take care of it as best as you can. Uh, but yeah, there is a balance for you to be, you know, a, a functioning and productive member of society. Well, See, you know, we, you were mentioning that there, there's, there's always the want or the will to compete. There's always the, you know, um, the idea that maybe you can live forever in some cases. And, right. and some of these athletes know that line, like yourself, and some of them don't. So there's, 
this, you know, it, we the verdict is still out on CJ, of course, from the British team. But do you think that, you know, this this polarizing moment when you become face-to-face with, like, your own mortality in sport, do you think this is an, an incentive that would, like, make an athlete try a banned substance or try and hide a banned substance to prolong a career or to maybe achieve a level they were unable to do before um, for whatever reason. Maybe they just didn't have the talent. Maybe they don't have the right training. Like what are the, what are the factors like, and I know this might be putting you on the spot a little bit, but you're not putting me on the spot. You're not putting me on the spot. Here's the, here's the thing. I don't understand people that take steroids. I mean, I have a disdain for people who take steroids. I think that's really important that you said that. Right. I mean, but I do. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I think that the people, first of all, when there's titles and gold medals and millions and millions of dollars in cash, you're always going to have cheaters. You're always going to have people that are trying to take a shortcut to get to the top of the podium or to get their pockets lined with cash. To me, this is by far the most insecure people that do this. Because if you're talented enough, it simply means that you just have to, one, I, and I preach this, you, you, you have to be disciplined, you have to be focused, and you have to put in the work. You have to be in this. You can't get someplace without putting in, in, in the work. And, and, so, and that's in anything. That's not even just sport. And my podcast here is really about that. It's really about, it's, it's really about like, maybe I don't want to, I don't want to preach to anyone, you know, and, and, and I'm not trying to save anyone in particular. What I'm trying to do is maybe to um, show or tell the roadmap that I did to where I got to. And if I can get uh, some people, get, get some, you know, men and women you know, on, on the straight and narrow for them to get to their path so they can be their better selves and they could uh, compete at the highest level in whatever they want to do. I, I don't care what it is, music, acting, uh, school, sports, whatever it is. Uh, really, that's really what I'm, that's my position and that's, and that's what I'm trying to do. But I think that insecurity is probably, you know, like the, the worst thing uh, in all of this uh, because it takes someone uh, with serious self-esteem issues to intentionally take drugs. And those are the people I'm talking about. Uh, I think that there are athletes who have taken uh, substances uh, inadvertently. I think there are athletes that have consumed things in, in food products or, or, or vitamins or whatever inadvertently. And, and I feel sorry for them uh, because the onus is still, the onus and responsibility is still on those athletes because you have to make sure that you know exactly what you're consuming. Every single morsel of anything you eat or consume, you have to make sure that because you have a higher calling. You have somebody that you have to answer to. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, we know that uh, what happened with Shikari, uh, which is why I completely respect this young woman. Uh, she, why is that? Because she, she uh, well, I confronted respect, it. Well, I respect her because she knew... Listen, I've lost a parent, and... My grief is different. I, I, my grief, I, 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 I handle my grief differently, certainly than she does. So sh- her losing a parent and sh- her handling her grief uh, by smoking, hey, man, listen, that, it's not a big deal to me. Um, uh, you know, that's not my way. But I have to respect her when, when, because she came out immediately and said, yes, here's what I did. I knew it was wrong. Oh, well, um, you know, I'm only human and uh, and 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 get on with it you know that's why i'm really interested to actually see the race this weekend because i love the love and respect the fact that as 
in her youth, um, you know, she owned what it is that she did. And so if there was athletes uh, like her who took steroids intentionally, then we'd be in a better place, right? <laughs> right? Because it's, it wouldn't be the dog ate my homework or, oh my God, I was, I was jogging down the street and I fell and a needle hit my arm and, or, or, or whatever, you know, or had sex four times with my wife and my testosterone level is very high. Has um, that been used as an excuse before? That, that is, that's Dennis Mitchell, 1994. Are you kidding me? That, that, that's Shakari's coach, by the way, um, currently. So, so, so I had, I had. We've I, come full circle. <laughs> I had sex. I, had, I think I had, he had sex three times and drank four beers, something like that. So anyways, needless to say, I'm saying to you that I feel terrible when there's any, any bad news in my sport. Um, I hope for uh, CJ's sake, I mean, I've spoken to him, I've seen him, you know, and, and he, he seems to be a good kid. I hope that whatever mistake uh, uh, he made, this could be rectified and hopefully it, it is some decent news out at, at, at the end of it all. Um, but yeah, there's a segment of sport that they're always going to be people that intentionally drug themselves because they're not trying to put in the work. And for those people, I have zero respect for you. Why do you think they don't fear the consequences? Well, I think it's a whole cat and mouse theory. I mean, ultimately, you know, if somebody feels that they can do something, as long as they don't get caught, they're going to continue doing it. I mean, this is, I mean, maybe this the is sociopath you know, mentality of society, uh, you know, oh my God, I didn't, got, I didn't get caught this time. Let me go do it again. And, and, and so maybe that's it, you know, or sometimes people are arrogant enough to believe that they are smarter than the system or they've tricked or figured out how to trick the system. And again, there's another layer. I mean, I, I, listen, I don't even understand how that even works because as an athlete, when I was competing, like if I drank water, I need to know where it came from because it bothered right. me. It bothered me that I don't know what I, what, where that water came from. Because I'm, everything you do ingest is your reputation now. Every single thing you do, every single thing you say, like, and here's the thing. It takes forever to build a brand and to build a reputation and to, and to put work in and to win titles. And it takes a nanosecond for that to come to absolute zero. And so th this, is, this is the reason, you know, when I, when I talk to some of these kids and even if I'm relaying from my own, my own career and my own journey, there are times that I was in practice and the new guy came to practice and, and I wouldn't even put my water bottle down around that person. Just because. Well, it's just because. I control me. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I can't blame the new guy because my water bottle was spiked. Or, yeah. I can't blame anyone because if I ingested it, uh, you know, the Canadian Center for Ethics and Sports or, or, or the World Anti-Doping Association, they're not going to care about your excuse. You're, running, you're the CEO of your own brand. You're managing your own brand and you have to know every intricate details of every single thing you do every day. I mean, you have to know what, what lotion your massage therapist use to give you a massage. Right. You know, so, so, so I mean, it's, it's, so it's also, so it's not just consuming, it's everything. These are the intricacies that I think a lot of people don't really take the time or know enough about how these things work to even think about. Because, I mean, I certainly didn't, I'm definitely... Food and, and obviously syringes are an easy one to avoid. But um, when you think about like, uh, you know, the, the bombing lotion they use or the, the heat lotion, I right. should say, on your, on your legs, right. I guess that can seep into your blood as well or your skin of some kind. And 
Absolutely. If it's got any type of um, of steroid in it, then it would, I guess you could test positive for traces of that thing. Well, well listen, absolutely. I mean, you can you can have uh, there's testosterone creams that you can rub into your skin. I mean, your skin is you know, is your great is your biggest your skin is the biggest muscle on your body. And that can absorb, and that absorbs anything you put on it. You know, so ultimately, yes, you have to understand exactly what that is. Here's the thing, Simon. Imagine, uh, I mean, I want you to imagine. Okay. I want you yourself to imagine in your life and any other gig that you have, that you have to be precise in every single thing you do. What time did I go to bed? What time did I wake up? Uh, did I sweat? Um, what, what did I eat for breakfast every single day? Uh, water, where did the water come from? Uh, the fruits, where did I buy the fruits? Vitamins, did I do enough research on the vitamins? What's in every single pill that I take? Did I read the package? Did I Google the, re did, I go did I do research on who, where this manufacturer is based? Is this manufacturer uh, or is this vitamin that I'm taking? Is it, is it in a place that has, that there's several other vitamins being mixed? Is it pure vitamin? I mean, I'm saying to you that this, you really need a PhD uh, you know, in order to function as an athlete. And that's why it is that the, the gathering of the Olympics or the world championships or the Paralympics for that matter, uh, you're looking at people who are the hardest working. I mean, obviously I'm very biased, but, <laughs> but, but, you're, but you're looking at the people. No, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to add to that point. Okay. You're, but I'm saying to you, you're looking at the hardest working, precise uh, people that to me that, that are in society. One of the things that I always do, I mean, I sit on several uh, uh, board of advisors um, around the world and, and, and- In sport or-, or No, no, not, no, actually I just joined one in sports, right? Which and one is that? Javelin, uh, Javelin app company in Toronto. So we, uh, and, and so what I'm saying is this, uh, all, all the CEOs that I meet- you know, all, uh, and, and the people who practice uh, great hiring of great people around the world, I'll always let them know that if you have an athlete who was an Olympic athlete or Paralympic athlete, if they're applying for a gig at your company, hire that person and challenge them. And I guarantee you, they'll be the best person in the company immediately. Right, they become the very best people uh, in your business within a year. That, that's what I always based say. on their their standard of work ethic. Well, standard work ethic, uh, mental capabilities, focus, and discipline. I mean, to say to, just to say a few. I mean, there's there's certainly a lot more, but there are there are these people have you know well goal setting. I mean, you know, you hire you hire an Olympic athlete who has been working three, four, five years to get to the podium, and you hire that person as a salesperson. Oh yeah, he's gonna crush it. She's gonna crush it. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And there you have it. Today's business lesson from Donovan Bailey: always stick with a champion because a champion knows. And uh, nothing. Amen. Amen. And nothing replaces hard work. Nothing, kids. Nothing replaces hard work. Absolutely. Put in the time. And that concludes another episode of Running Things with Donovan Bailey, powered by Acast. If you're enjoying listening to our show, please rate, review, and subscribe to Running Things wherever you get your podcasts. Say goodbye, D. Until next time. See you, world.
<laughs> yes, I am talking to you. Yep, yep, you, exactly. You know you. You and you and you. See you guys next week. Running Things with Donovan Bailey.